If real estate is getting stressful for you, understand that it's normal. At some point, your peace of mind is worth way more than the money. I think that the more money you make, the more deals that you get, it just gets more overwhelming, more, more stressful. More money, more problems. You well, need to do what I do. Well, we'll have them come to you. Hey, we're gonna have to split this expense, which is about $4,000. This agent replies to me and says, sorry, I'm not a discount broker. You're not a discount broker, you're a deal maker. I'm closing a deal. I'm going to make $0.00 and zero cents on it. Maybe for one to three months, I don't make any money there are so many sensitive deals in real estate yeah the amount of stress that you can get like you'll close 10 deals but then you'll have two three that will drain you mm -hmm. i think the market is getting even hotter what do you think of being on the buyer side in this market so imagine having to compete with 119 other people and then he goes inflation's worse <laughs> than last month panic sell right? sell everything <laughs> What's going on, everybody? I hope you're all having a beautiful day. And today we got podcast number eight. Eight. I think I'm going to run out of fingers after uh, we get I to know. 10. I'm excited for you guys. Today with you, as always, you got Karam Khalil and... Mr. Ben Wegman. Mr. Ben. That's yeah, a new I, one. I, I gave, love that. I gave some Mr. this time. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about something that... How does what does Conor McGregor say about uh, one time he had a press conference? You were telling me this is not a therapy session. This is not a therapy yes, session. We're and gonna have a, a therapy session today. We're we're both going through it. To be honest with you, I'm really going through it. Like Gosh. I have, if you can just tell from my face, there's a lot of stress going on. And if I don't get haircuts, which I didn't get one for this podcast, I uh, my gray hairs enhance. Right, you can probably see the more HD here. I don't man. know if they can, yeah, like a little old man. Looking old. But today, we're gonna talk to you guys and share with you guys our stresses for deals that we're working, for things that we're experiencing, and then we also have a ton of questions asked by y'all on Instagram in our private Discord as well. Link down below. You guys gotta join that, and we're gonna answer those for you as well. Now on this podcast, we got a five-letter word: value. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> value. That's the five-letter word where we want to provide value no matter what. So we want to make sure that you guys who are watching us on YouTube or listening on Spotify, thank you for listening there, by the way, that you get value. And if you don't, we don't want to continue the podcast. So if you're getting that value, hit that like button, comment down below, let us know, and then most importantly, subscribe. So we are diving right into it. Podcast number eight. I'm about and to dive in. <laughs> you remember that song? I do, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that was, I don't know who did it, but that Trey was years songs. and, oh, Trey, that was Trey, yeah, okay. Yeah. Bring it so, back, man. You're giving us the memories, Ben. I am. And but the memories of today. That's what I did. In, in the last week have been stressful. For <sighs> me personally, very stressful. Yeah. And I'm working a deal, a couple of deals right now where there's an agent that's really irritating me. Uh -huh. There's a title company that is really irritating me. Uh -oh. There's an investment that I'm finding problems with a day before closing that's really stressing me out. And it's in this moment I have to make a decision to close on the property, back out of the property. And if I close on it and my way happens and everything works out as I thought, there's money. Right. If in fact this one thing pops up that I think is actually there on the property, uh -huh. I can lose a lot of money. You lose everything basically everything <laughs> <laughs> because it becomes worthless yeah. so that's kind of my stresses right now that i'm dealing with in the real estate world how's real estate going for you oh, man. dude february so it's february 1st now we're probably gonna yeah. post this the second or the third yeah yeah february is gonna be a great month um but with it being a great month there's gonna be some stresses too we're gonna be closing a lot of deals but mm -hmm. that just means you're working with a lot more people and sometimes people can you know throw fits and yeah. get upset um, but you know it is what it is we're probably going to close anywhere from 10 to 12 uh deals this that is month impressive yeah. 
So Which, it's, a, it's a lot of money to be made, yeah. but um, I'm going through it right now too. So I think that the more money you make, the more deals that you get, it just gets more overwhelming, more, more stressful. More money, more problems. And that's true. People who are watching this might not have, let's just say, a lot of money that they consider a lot of money. And they might think, no, just let me get that money. Life will be better at that moment. Sure. And what I started realizing as more money came in, more deals flown in, is that the more money you get, not necessarily the hungry you get, the hungrier you get to chase more deals, to make more money, but it's just something where you just get busier without even expecting it. Because you're making more money means you're closing more deals, means you're meeting new people, means you're getting hired by people who refer you out. Dude, working literally from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, like I'm on my phone, yeah, putting out fires. Like I've had to put out so many fires in these past few days. Seriously. Like, so many, yeah. It's unbelievable. So for those who are real estate agents, we're going to share with you guys in our therapy session today. Yes. Like Conor McGregor says. Yes, yes. Some problems we're dealing with, and I'm going to start off with one that I'm working on as a personal investment. Okay. This property is two pieces of land. Small. One's a For you. For me, correct. Nice. One's 0.2 acres, one's 0.24 acres, but they're adjacent. They hug each other. Okay. So we're talking 0.44 acres altogether. Uh-huh. This property is currently a church. It's exempt as a church. Okay. And there's I got it under contract. I'm working due diligence, making sure everything is good. And we're coming back like four or five days left. I ordered the survey. The survey's late. Uh -huh. Title company is horrible in communication. I call the survey company. They say we finished the survey, but we're still doing our basic, uh, you know, finalization for sure. it. So I'm like, just tell me, is there an easement in there or not? If right. there's an easement, tell me yeah. if it's a gas line or what, so I can know how I'm going to prepare. They didn't want to tell me because they're like, we have to first get the survey to complete his abstract or whatever. Then I'm emailing the title company, closings tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow I have, I think, about three or four closings, depending how nice. things line up. Nice. Then I have a city PNZ meeting where we're rezoning a property. One year we've been working on this. Okay. So that needs so much preparation and it, in it's itself. It's finally about to happen? or We're still... about to go and present to about nine council members. Mm. So it's a, an industrial zoning. We're changing it to multifamily, 84 units. And the city's super strict with this. So you have to come in strong, hefty, prepared. Sure. And that's tomorrow. And then tomorrow I have to go to the bank and get multiple cashier's checks for several properties we're closing, me, myself, and then also for clients. And that takes some time too. No. And then tomorrow I have a haircut. So the haircut decided oh, to land. No. The haircut decided to land at 11 a.m. midday. No, you know what you need to do. You what? need to do what I do. You what? have them come to you. You need to do house calls. That That's, way, like I get mine in the morning. Yeah. Normally before we do our podcast. Okay. So I'm a little. To be uh, honest, I never thought of that. Yeah. It's ever. It, I mean, you got to pay more, but you're yeah. paying for the convenience. Literally, How much do you think it would be more? Right now, I pay like 40, 50 a haircut. I pay a lot more than that. Really? Is it double? But it's it's more than that. But it's okay. It, it's worth it to me because literally he pulls up, he does his thing, yeah, and then he goes and like and yeah. and days like tomorrow, I would definitely pay that premium. Yeah. So all that is happening, and then the title company on two of the properties. One of them, the title company, is just horrible. Mm. Another one, I just showed you this before the podcast. The CD looks like a pre-approval letter. Uh -huh. Doesn't even look like a closing yeah, disclosure. It's looking raggedy. Yeah, it looks yeah. horrible. And they're not sending me the final numbers for my client to go today to wire, and then for me to also go tomorrow to take the cashier's checks out. So okay, I end up finding it, out, check this. It's okay, it's okay, relax. <laughs> I, end up, I end up finding out that the property that I'm about to purchase mm. has in a memorandum for oil and gas, okay. which is a lease that the owner signed from 2011. Okay. It's still in a, it's still active till today. 
I call the first company. They say, oh, which thankfully I even got them on the phone, Chesapeake uh, Incorporated or something like that. They work with oil and gas. Mm -hmm. They then said, we sold our rights for the North Texas area to a different company. I call that different company. They can only give me so much info because I'm not the owner. And I'm like, I'm closing tomorrow. Tell me this so I can know if there's still an active oil and gas drilling sure. so I can be prepared because if I if there is on site, uh -huh. a lot of money is lost. I can't construct right. on it. Just uh, just put down a, a, an oil rig on there and <laughs> mine you some oil, bro. That's what they probably want to do. Yeah. So I'm stressed over that. And then I'm the same property stressed over the oil and gas minerals. I'm stressed over the survey. The title company is horrible. And that deal is a personal investment, Ben. Uh -huh. And for those watching, like when you're doing personal investments, it's times two than with a client. Because for with a client, you do everything that you would do for yourself. But then what you don't do for a client is you don't write the check from your bank account. Sure. That is also another added stress on me. So yeah. it's... Look at you going through it, man. Real estate, Ben, is yeah. what was, is wild. You it can is. have a bad person inside of a deal and just make a deal go through hell, which is a title company right now. Yeah. And then we have the other one I told you about. Uh -huh. We're selling this property. It's a commercial property, a mill, $650,000. And I'm like, the deal's about to die. Yeah. We've been negotiating for come almost a month. Oh, wow. Back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. And I'm telling this, the agent, the deal's about to die. I had another deal I closed for 1.7, and that deal did die over $2,500. And I had to step up and pay that so it didn't die, right? Need my coffee. Yeah, so I'm telling this agent that, hey, we're going to have to split this expense, which is about $4,000. You're about to make maybe $40,000. Yeah. Put up two, I'll put up two. This agent replies to me and says, sorry, I'm not a discount broker. Nice. Why are you turning them into a discount broker, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, what, why, why are you doing that? I, I honestly, I lost my, I, I was so. Cause you're, you're so close to closing it. And then I was so yeah. pissed off. Yeah. I was like, did that agent really just send that? It happens. You're not at, like, and, and for those watching, I think a lot of this leans back to your mentorship. Know your value. Don't give discounts, be firm, show that you're worth it. And this person took it literal, not knowing that when I replied, I told this agent, uh, you're not a discount broker, you're a deal maker. Right. And to make this deal, you got to put up two, I'll put up two. Right. Between you and I, I'm going to put up the four. Mm. But I was shocked on how I got that response. And I think that agents who do that are the worst agents in the entire country. If you go to Europe, you're the worst in that country too. Wow. If you go not to the Middle East, you're the worst yeah. in that yeah. everywhere. I cannot believe that was even said you're going to have people argue that and say, yeah. yeah, well, that agent was right and they don't have to and it's not their choice. You're about to close a million dollar plus deal. Why would you take your client elsewhere to find them another property? This is a specialty property. They're not common because you don't want to put up 2K. Mm. Actually, it's a disservice for your client because you're supposed to be there trying to make a deal happen for your client. That's why they trust you to put you on the battlefield. Yeah, We're in a battlefield, guys. Dude, you are... Um this really is like therapy. You're venting to me, man. You get what I am, yeah. right? I'm but gonna, the problem I'm gonna is... invoice you after this, okay? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk numbers after. <laughs> and here's the problem: I'm venting to you, but it's gonna go to the world. Yeah. And I pray that that agent who is in that deal working it with me right now watches this video. Ooh, you, not the shots fired. You suck. Oh my. Seriously. Wow. You. Hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. This this is affecting you. 
it's affected me not because I want the deal to close. I could care less about the commission. I just couldn't believe it because we yeah. every day we talk to agents that we're helping, we're mentoring, we're training, we're guiding. When I saw that, the first thing I did was run to the Discord link below. You guys yeah. got to join it. Nice, nice. Plug. I ran there because I was like, oh, these these people in the Discord better not do something like this. Yeah. The deal can and will die if this agent doesn't want to step forward. Now I'm going to step forward, yeah. but at the end of the day, if I chose not to, the deal will just die. Yeah. This is good because it's, um, I mean, a lot of our podcasts, you know, we, we talk about all the good that's going on, but I mean, there's real life stresses too. Like some of these deals can just be terrible at times. Yeah. I, um, I'm closing a deal. It's going to be Friday now. And I literally, I contributed my entire commission. I'm going to make zero dollars and zero cents on it. There's no just, way. Just just to make it go through. Yeah. Wow. Literally just to make it go through. Um, the peace of mind that I'll get just from getting the deal closed is worth more to me than the commission. That is impressive. Just to make it happen. Just to make it happen. Yep. And, and the, keep keep everyone happy. But yeah. but then you have that one agent saying, I'm not a discount broker. Yeah. Exactly. Like it just, here, it here just, I am literally giving up. You my are a deal maker. Like that's what Ben is. That's what I am. That's what you need to be. Real estate is like a million moving pieces. Like even Starbucks, Essentia, we got Neurobliss, yeah. and then we got the Essentia there, and then we got my phone. It's all this stuff moving around. And if you don't have the right person who's flying it or pushing it or yeah. leading it, the deal's yeah. gonna die. Yeah. There are so many sensitive deals in, in real estate. Yeah. It's okay. And it's uh, it's what we signed up for. You know what I mean? Hundred uh, percent. At the end of the day, you got to realize that it's what we yeah. signed up for. Yeah. So. And people don't realize like the amount of stress that you can get. Like you'll close ten deals. You'll have like seven, eight deals that. I mean, you worked hard and you did your best on them, but then you'll have two, three, that will drain you. Mm -hmm. And I've had deals where I got paid big commissions where I was like, the hell with the commission. I don't even want it. Yeah. From how long it took and how hard yeah. it was. Yeah. Part of being a boss is taking the good with the bad, man. I can't just you take the I mean? good. No, he can't. Please, I, I wish. <laughs> I wish, right? No, you got to take the good with the bad. It, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. So we have new agents who are watching this. Please be aggressive. Be on top of um, your deals. Be on top of the people you're working with. Check in with the people you're working with. Title company lenders, inspectors, um, surveyors, easements, do due diligence, all of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, one mistake can wipe you out. I have a question right? for you. Yeah. This is an iced coffee, but mm -hmm. most of the ice is gone. So now is it just a coffee? It's uh, <laughs> a melted iced coffee. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm sad. I like my. What ice. is it? A vanilla iced coffee? No. So I get a the. Uh, it's just a black coffee. I get no sweetener, and then I add cream. There's it, no way. It looks like they added cream, a lot of cream though. But wow. That's okay. It's really good. Does it have sugar? No sugar. Yeah. I don't, I don't like. Uh, that's shocking. Really like why sugary you coffee? Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I love the nitro cold brew, and that's like literally their strongest one. Yeah, yeah. But. I really wanted that. I was telling Jesse and Ape to grab us that before the podcast. You're literally drinking the complete opposite. You're I know, drinking something that calms you down. This literally says reduce stress, neuro bliss. And here's a funny thing: it probably doesn't reduce it, but because I think it does, because of cause yeah. like the mental thing. What, what do they? What is that called? A uh, placebo? Placebo? Is that what it's yeah, called? Placebo. Yeah, yeah. When I drink, I'm like. It's, it's working. <laughs> it's working. I'm less stressed. It does. So. so that's what we have, guys. For those watching on Spotify, we appreciate you. We really do. For those on YouTube who are seeing my stressful face, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know the Spotify people can't see it. Yeah. They they can hear it though. They can hear what you're going through, man. They can hear but. the pressures, right? Um, that's what we have. I'm working um 
several other deals where I have a client who were marketing hard their property, 10,100 square foot shopping center, and we're marketing it hard for the past six months. We got him a tenant, he's happy, 10 year lease. Then we got him another tenant a month later. He has total three spaces. So mm -hmm. we leased one, we have two more. We got him another tenant and the deal didn't go through because he didn't want to give an extra two grand. And I already stepped forward on commissions to make it happen, but they, even those commissions weren't enough. Yeah. At the end of the day, it was like me giving all the money away mm -hmm. for the deal, and at that moment, it just didn't make sense. Well, I literally so, just had to do that. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. 100%. Which, it, it, it's rare though. I, I literally don't rare. think I've ever given up all of my commission. Yeah, yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, and so I stepped forward, and then the landlord, he's worth a couple <clears> million. It died over two grand. And he's been that same suite, has it been leased for four months? Some would say he's worth two million for a reason. Say that again. He's ruthless. Oh, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see he's what like, you're I'm saying. Gonna, I'm gonna get my money. 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's worth a couple million. Did you hear two million? Yeah. Oh, right. you're just, okay, yeah. yeah. He's worth, the shopping center he has is worth two and a half itself. Okay. He's building a brand new house in Frisco. Oh, so he's one worth more than two. Oh, he's worth a lot. Oh. But you're right, you gotta be worth, ruthless. But being Sometimes. Yeah, being, <laughs> like Steve Jobs, he was always. Yeah. Being ruthless, he lost the tenant, and for four months, we haven't leased it. Yeah. So the difference of his five grand a month yeah. was gonna make his loss. Yeah. And he messages me the other day, and he's like, hey, we need to see all activity for the last three months. We need to see what's the marketing strategy for getting new tenants in the building, putting a ton of pressure. Mm. And now I gotta go dig up three months of previous calls, previous notes, previous emails, over something I'm actively doing, I'm actively pressing, right. but pricing is a problem, the square footage is a problem. And you know, sometimes you have to know when to hire and when to fire. You get what I mean? Some deals, you just have to fire a client a before they fire you, or, <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's like that that song. I'm gonna leave before you love me, dude. I've got yeah, all the get hits it all today. The songs today. Yeah. It's a before they fire you, or B. Mm -mm. I don't even know what B is, but it's just fire them yeah, for. I, I threw you off. Yeah, it's just fire them because it's not worth it anymore for you. Yeah. You got to know when to kind of let go. That's. I mean, that just goes back to the deal where I gave up on my commission. At some point your peace of mind is worth way more than the money itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of weigh it out. And yeah, sometimes it's best to just get it to the finish line. Maybe you don't get paid, but you can kind of wipe your hands clear and you know move on to the next one, which is yeah. what I'm all about. I want to get something closed no matter what it takes, and then you know I'm on to the next one. You put a tweet on Twitter the other day. Follow Ben if you don't follow him on Twitter. It's Ben Wegman, just like that, right? Yeah, just You put like a that. tweet, and the tweet was, uh, sometimes you have to let someone feel like they want. Ah, I so tweeted that this morning. This morning? Yeah. So you can, I keep guess. Keep your peace of mind. Keep your and peace in, of mind. And in the end, you're winning because in you, the kept, end, you kept your peace of mind. I like I, I like that a lot because it's so true. So you just give a feeling for that person that they want, even though realistically you want because yeah. you are going through more than what they knew. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's what it is, guys. In real estate, it's it's brutal. And, and I, I don't know about other businesses because really real estate's all that I've done. Um, I don't. I know businesses have their own stresses, their own problems, sure. but I feel like for us, we're psychologists, we're therapists, we're deal makers, we're, we're babysitters, babysitters. Yeah. We're holding the hands. Yeah. We're everything, everything, everything. Yeah. And then, and then, some people come like Redfin and Zillow, where they try to wipe out real estate agents, yeah. or we have people who are coming out saying agents aren't worth it. <clears throat> Myself as an agent, I hire agents. I'm literally like if an agent brings a deal, I feed them the commission. Nice. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Before I was an agent, 
at 18 years old, I was flipping houses until 21, 21 and a half. I had agents for all those years. I had one agent, I was loyal. Mm -hmm. And that one agent did all my deals. You get what I mean? These girls ain't loyal. <laughs> and I fed them the commission. Ben is like, everything I'm saying is coming to you. Oh, man. <laughs> my my, What I'm sharing right now is probably related to those songs and like certain moments you would listen to them. No. That's hilarious. No. So, yeah, all those people who are listening right now on this uh, podcast, if real estate is getting stressful for you, understand that it's normal. Yeah, it's not just you. Like, it, we're all going through it. 100%. And the more deals you do, the more surprised you're going to be. I have clients that worth millions are penny-pinching my commission. Mm -hmm. They don't want to pay. Mm -hmm. I have clients that have no money, yet they're the most generous. I have clients that are easygoing, clients that are very hard to deal with, clients that are... You know, the spectrum is from every angle. You get a whole mix. Yeah. But is, is February going to be a good month for you? It sounds like it, right? You have three, four closings coming up? Yeah. yeah. February is going to be a good month. Um, so I know that you track, you know, like what's this month? What's the previous month? Yeah. Um, I need to do that more. I track it at the end of the month. Like, okay, okay what did I close this month? I don't really put, I need to close well, five when, deals. When you're closing so many deals, it's uh, it's nice keeping track every week. It is. It yeah, is. Man. I agree. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, so January went out. I don't even know how many deals I closed. I just know that a was lot of a money month? came in the bank. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It was great. Um, February, thankfully, and all thanks to God. Then February came in. I know that starting February 1st, I already have three, four deals closing tomorrow. Beautiful. Um, I know I'm purchasing three investments for myself this month. Nice. So I just, you know, I just do and I work, 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 work yeah. and whatever lines up. Yeah. I shared with you the stock that I um, went in and lost three thousand dollars on. Yeah, um, I'm sometimes just, we take our L's. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of go all over. I just paid a huge, huge check to the IRS yeah. um, before January 18. You, you paid quarterly, right? Yeah. Um, you, I last year I didn't. Oh, you do it all at once. Just bang. Oh, dude. Which is a problem. You're you gotta, not supposed to. You you got to pay it quarterly. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to do that anyways yeah. by uh, by the rules and stuff. Oh. So that I took a penalty on that, but it is what it is. Mm. And then this year, of course, I'm quarterly. I don't like quarterly. I hate having to pay myself a no, salary. Dude, but quarter, quarterly is good because then you aren't paying yeah. a huge chunk all at once. You know what I mean? I it's hear like you. four smaller payments. It's Problem is, you're kind of estimating. So for yeah. me, because I do the the investments, like one month I'll make a dollar, one month I'll make a hundred grand. One month I'll make like twenty. One one month you'll make a dollar. Um, I've I've I made for months no money. Yeah, yeah. same same. I, I'm, literally. I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I I I. You think, have deals that pay you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I think for three months, um, yearly, maybe for one to three months, I don't make any money. Yeah, it's not because real estate cycles. It's more because deals just take time. Oh, dude, you just sparked something I wanted to talk about. Really? I think the market is getting even hotter. Oh my God. And they're talking about um, rates are going to go up and that will like cool things off. Yeah. It's only getting hotter, dude. You feel it's, it? it's insane. It is insane. I listed a property in Aubrey, little house, mm -hmm. 1,800 square feet, 370. It's contracted for 421. Holy. They're, they aren't even doing an, an inspection period. They're, they're waiving Just all of that. In. Yeah. Full appraisal waiver, which means we can school them on this. Yeah. If the property only appraises at like 380. <laughs> They're on the hook to pay the full four twenty one. It's um, dude. It's so you're talking about if it appraises at three seventy, they're thirty uh, fifty one grand. They're gonna have to pay out of pocket. Yeah, out of pocket cash. Holy. They're gonna have to bring that on top. So they're coming in confident. It is crazy right now, man. Um, I saw this other agent post on Twitter. He had shown a property in McKinney. It was similar to my home in Aubrey. It was like a single story, smaller home. They had a hundred and twenty offers on it. There's how do you no, how do you even determine? There's no. How way. do you like that had to have sold for like. 
a hundred thousand dollars over ask if you're getting that many offers you know what i mean like it only makes sense it's it's crazy dude. how do you as an agent differentiate 120 then make them fight with each other exactly yeah. oh my it's, god it's crazy man i'm like i check mls every day just seeing the sold listings and yeah. it just blows my mind what these properties are selling i for. know that you're hunting listings because you say it's the name of the game right now yeah i'm trying to just get all listings yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome they, they sell themselves what do you think of being on the buyer side in this market tough brutal tough. Right? imagine having to compete with 119 other people you know what i mean like it's like how do you win that well then when you lose your clients like you're the problem yeah. it was That's because what they think <laughs> the um, <laughs> no th this will be good um what i'm about to say because it, it's really effective right now i think you need to have a conversation with your clients and you have to you have to explain to them what the market is like right like mm -hmm. you have to show them things like this like this house got 120 offers on them you have to kind of shake them a little bit what i like doing with some clients when i know it's going to be really competitive is i say hey what if we look at some some homes that may have fallen through the cracks, you know, like that people may have overlooked. Maybe the, you need to do a little bit of work on them, but we aren't going to be nice. competing with 100 people. You know what I mean? Nice. Maybe we're competing with one or two other people. Yep. And a lot of the times that's been working. Really? People are kind of realizing the market like, okay, maybe I can't get exactly what I wanted. Maybe I have to put a little bit of work into it, but mm -hmm. I'll get, a, I'll get a, a nice home, put a little bit of work into it, and then it'll be exactly what I wanted. And that's how I can make it happen. Otherwise, I mean, you're just going to keep losing and losing yeah. and losing unless you're all cash, you know, really strong. You it's, gave advice, Ben, to a lot of people. Okay, let me tell uh -huh. you this. Ben gave advice to a ton of people. I was on the podcast. And a ton of those people are smart people. They're also in the Discord. and Link the, down below. Link down <laughs> below. And I'm not kidding you. I think two to five people sent in the Discord just this last week that what you advised got them the offer which was and which was ben gave advice to people who are putting offers on homes have your clients write a letter oh uh, yes that's right very, very important handwritten letters handwritten letters and he said that it came out in fact i actually witnessed it myself with a listing that i have where i got it makes a big impact huge I, it's a personal touch exactly yeah. i got that it wasn't a personal written letter but it was a, a personal email mm complimenting the home, telling us about their family, how they're going to enjoy the pool, all that, forwarded it straight to the to the owner, and he was like, I feel comfortable with them. And what we mean when we say writing personal letters is when you're representing buyers, when you submit the offer, tell your buyer, write a handwritten letter, things that they like about the home, they can't wait to spend new memories in the home, yeah. just like everything that they love. Have them handwrite it, scan it, and then submit that with the offer. Nice. And then, yeah, the listing agent will present it. And again, if you're like neck and neck with another offer, that's going to help you stand out because they're going to be like, oh, I like them. They're like a nice, sweet family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're going to take care of the home. So that's really important right now. It lets, the, it lets the seller of the property feel that this person actually soaked in visions in the home. They care. They're going to take, meaning, take and care then, of it. And then yeah. also meaning that, hey, we're going to take it to the closing table. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're hey, serious about it. We literally saw us jumping in the pool, eating pizza on the balcony. <laughs> Trust me, we're not going to lose this house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so I agree with that. And keep in mind this, when you tell your clients to write a handwritten letter, they're going to look at you and kind of be like, that's, you know, I didn't think of that. Yeah. And then when they do that, they're going to see that you're a unique and creative agent. Yeah. They're going to see that you let them do something that maybe 90% of agents don't tell their clients to do. And if they still lost... You're there like, I even made you write a handwritten letter and we lost. Like, mm -hmm. who could have done more than that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you put the client to work to let them also feel like they're putting their best foot forward as well. Yeah. 
I think that's cool. It's a, so so that advice that you gave, a lot of people loved it. They've actually closed deals with mm -hmm. it and they've done well with it. Yeah. Um, I think that this market that we're in right now is just, I think it's just stupid. I don't get it. It's very stupid. I don't get I'll, it. I'll admit it, it is very stupid. It's maybe just, maybe we're catching up. I said this in one of our previous podcasts. Maybe we're catching up to what the values in Texas should be. Yeah, and there's so much truth to that. Yeah, like I, I personally at the same believe. time at the same time it is stupid when oh homes are selling. God. I saw a home in Prosper. This was a higher price point, um, but it's a newer neighborhood, and they listed it for a million. They paid maybe like seven hundred to build it, Jeez. and it sold for one point three. So they they built it for seven probably and yeah said like maybe a yeah. year or two ago they listed it for a million sold for one point three that's stupid bro yeah that's stupid they made like six hundred grand and you're you're wondering why are the stock markets exploding why is why are so many people shopping in Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all these expensive places you're wondering why North Park Mall is like stampeding people <laughs> in there because like. And I'm like, where do people get in this money from? And I need someone to answer this. Well, if, it's, if, a, it's a big influx of Californians. It really is, honestly. Really? Like, these are the people that can afford to pay this. But check this. I was in one of those stupid expensive stores. And I asked them, I was like, how was the year for you? How was performance? The best year we've ever had in like company history. Like the store employees? Yeah. yeah. Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Prada. They were, they were and saying places. a big... Part of that was when the uh, pandemic originally started, everyone was staying indoors. So yeah. they weren't really going out and spending money. So they're kind of saving up. Mm -hmm. And now that like the doors are open, yeah. it's like, we're free. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go spend our money. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. Now that, you know, people are freed and but he, they can go crazy again. If you know the answer, give me it. Yeah. If you don't know the answer, I need somebody to please I know the give answer. me it. I know everything. <laughs> you may not because it's, it's actually interesting. I'm just kidding. How are employers struggling to get workers? That's one. Then how... Now you got me thinking. All right. That's a good so question. So how are employers struggling to hire employees, but on the flip side, where the hell did the employees go? <laughs> how are they living if they're not working? Unemployment, if I'm not mistaken, is not there anymore. So... Where these employees just yeah, run like away? all the jack in the boxes are all closed. What's like, going on? Like Ginny left, Ginny left her shift. Like the store is closed. <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. I go to Starbucks. It's 2 p.m. Uh -huh. Closed until five. Yeah. And then I show back up at five, and I'm like, hey, just curious, why were y'all closed? Uh -huh. Because the entire shift didn't show up. I remember. I, I watched a video on this, and I'm trying to recollect what I learned in that video. Um, man, what, what was she saying? Like where? She was just saying that employees have a lot more leverage now, but why? Uh, makes sense. It makes sense because there is no employees out there, so they can leverage. If you're a good employee, you can yeah, be like, "Yeah, but it's I'll it's leave. weird because how did all these openings happen? Is it just people were fed up? They're like, minimum wage ain't it anymore? Like we demand more." But where do they go? I, it, yeah, no, like, I'm, that, like if you work question. in Jack in the Box or Starbucks or Chick Fil A, they went from Chick Fil A to. What's like a higher thing? <laughs> like a steakhouse? Yeah, the steakhouse. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for saying yeah, that. Yeah, like it's it's weird. Like every single restaurant I go to, yeah. they're understaffed. It is weird. I was just talking to a client who's in Colorado, and he was also preaching, saying that people to take them on the ski sleds and to take them on the ramps, whatever they call them, they're understaffed. They don't have employees. Like it's not just a Dallas, Texas thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that all this stuff is ridiculous what's happening because in this market right now, you wonder where did they go? If you guys worked in McDonald's and then quit, somebody watching this. <laughs> Please, where did you go? Tell us where you went. Hey, Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you want to get political? 
Um, let's see. Just, just a little bit. Just okay. a little bit. Just let's just have a little bit of fun. I'm good. We're yeah. we're just talking. <laughs> what do you think about minimum wage being seven twenty five? I'll give you I'll give you my view before oh, okay. before I let you answer. Yeah. I think seven twenty five is BS. Mm. I I go back to my first job when I was sixteen at a doggy daycare place. Whoa, paid seven, really? Yeah, that was my first ever job. It was awesome. But thinking to myself, <laughs> I used to get paid seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. It feels like robbery. Like these people. These people robbed me of my time. Like, I, and the fact that the prices of everything have gone up and mm-hmm. minimum wage has stayed the same, it, it kind of bothers me. Check this, that's, and I'm going to answer to what you said. Yeah. $7.25, 40 hours a week, right? Dude, that's, that's literally peanuts. Like, yeah, it's peanuts. 40, they do 40 hours a week full time? Sure, yeah. Okay, $290. $290 a week? Dude. <laughs> oh, my Times four. God. This is what one thousand one hundred and sixty dollars. Eleven sixty. This is before you're taxed or whatever. Now I, I think know, it's going to be under the twelve thousand threshold. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people say, well, that's like high school workers and you know whatnot, but it's it's other people too. It's, Bro, I'm seeing a Starbucks ten dollars an hour and they're thirty six years old. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I just I personally think it should be raised. People will be like, well, then the price of everything else is going to go up, but the price of everything else already has gone up. Has already has yeah, gone up. You know when you when you you know said you said something about political. I, I think it's less political, just more of an opinion, that minimum wage but is unsustainable to live. Don't you know everything is political these days, Karam? True. I'm just true. I'm just <laughs> I think minimum wage is unsustainable for the current market. Like, sure. how much was that? Let me let me answer you to you because I got one yesterday. Maybe yours is a little different. I paid seven dollars and twenty cents for my Starbucks drink. You got ripped off. Guess how much I paid for this bad boy? Four dollars fifty cents. Something like that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you didn't get the nitro cold foam. You didn't get the drizzle of caramel on the sides. You didn't get the nice cup on the top. You didn't get the extra straw. I'm an easy guy, man. I (laughs) I like what I like. So $7.20. Now, people who make minimum wage aren't aren't buying this type of stuff. Sure. But I just think that life is is more expensive. I'm seeing, you know, the Instacart orders when you get the food to your house. I'm seeing the the Kroger, what they're putting their um, meats at, what they're putting their eggs at and stuff like that. It's just up. Everything is expensive. It's just now. up. Everything is expensive. It's crazy. Cars. Man. What about cars? It's a mess. Yeah. You know how the car situation is going. Yeah. Where, I'm so bummed where, out. By the way, I was where does this to get, go? Where does this go? Where are we headed? We were supposed to be in a crash from January 2022 to yeah. January 30th, and then the market just re-rallied. Yeah. So it's like people are like yeah, did we bottom. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of hesitant. Yeah. I feel like it may just <laughs> bloop. Just go back down in a week. Straight out. It's a weird market, man. It's a weird market. I don't know. I think that they waited too long. They kicked the can down the road too long. They printed too much money. They have the low interest rates for too long. They're now going to try to raise them. Inflation, um, I was watching Meet Kevin, and when Meet Kevin was on, he was showing Jerome Powell speak. For those who don't know, Meet Kevin is uh, like a financial YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super, 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 super intelligent guy. Super smart, yeah. He just turned 30, by the way. Happy birthday to meet Kevin if he's watching this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he had Jerome Powell speaking, which is in the Fed. He, he did was, the live stream. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And I watched every minute. And when Jerome Powell went up and spoke, he was like, inflation's bad. And we were like, we already knew that. Mm. And then he goes, inflation's worse <laughs> than last month. Panic. Sell. Uh, right? Sell everything. <laughs> and mm. he confirmed it. After this guy for two years was preaching it's transitory, it's going to come in the market, and don't worry, things will get better. Not you Supply facing the channel. camera. Sup- what's up? <laughs> Not you facing the camera talking about transitory. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're getting into it, man. Yeah, and he's like, supply chain is going to get better and all that. 
There's no supply chain getting better. I, oh, actually, there is supply chain. People are saying inventory is getting a little time. better. It's going to take but time. It's all going to take time. It's a mess. And we're feeling it in real estate with yeah. the shortage. Um, commercial real estate, good areas. It's there is shortage there. There's mm-hmm. not many spaces open for lease. But when the pandemic hit, a lot of spaces open. Commercial spaces open because people are not a business. Yeah. But on the residential side, it's been a shortage the whole two years, maybe or a year and a half. Yeah. It's been brutal. It's uh, I saw a graphic today. Actually, it's the lowest it's ever been, literally. Wow. So if you want to sell your home, hit me up because we'll get you top dollar. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this. What do you guys who are watching this good, and good, listening good, good. to this, yeah. what do you guys think of this market? Where do you see things headed in the next six months to 18 months? Um, how do you feel about things? How do you feel about Ben's watch, his suit? How do you, <laughs> I just threw the whole, I just threw them off from a serious question. Look and fly. That's what they think. <laughs> how do you feel about honestly this market in whole? Like how are things in your perspective? In your perspective, I know how it is. Yeah. For me, it's wild. Um, I was trying to get a car, uh-huh. and it turns out I'm not going to get the car that I told you I was going to get. Too much money? Not too much money, but the guy who was going to get it chose to hold it mm. because he's like, I've gotten 10 to 20K over asking on it. Mm. He was going to give me it at market price. And he's like, Mercedes isn't making the V8s anymore. So he just wanted to hold on to it. So now I don't have that. <sighs> Market's wild. It's crazy, man. Real estate's wild. Business yeah. is wild. Yeah. Guys, Stay safe out there. Yeah. So yeah, there you have it. You be safe. I'm gonna be safe. Everybody's gonna be safe. Yeah. And we just want to make sure that you guys take the true value of what we have on this podcast. So guys, anyways, we're gonna transition into questions, which we love questions. Yes. We got questions from you all. We shared our stories, our problems, our stresses, but we always promise that we're gonna give you value aside from our stories with giving you guys answers to your questions. Now we have a lot, probably 30 something questions. And we're going to pick and choose. So Let me me get my caffeine. Get your caffeine in, and then let's jump in. So we're going to literally look at this live. And, okay, so we have Isaiah. He asked us this question. Tell us about a time where a deal was going wrong and how you kept it together. So you're going to make us think, because now we've got to think of deals that went wrong. I think I shared one that's currently happening right now. Same, literally giving up all of my money. But that's 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 how you kept it together. Yeah, that's not good advice, though, because I do not... Sometimes you have to do that, but obviously you should not be doing that for yeah. every deal um, because then you make no money. 100%. Yeah. Here's a deal for me. I was working where the buyer fed up, mm-hmm. the seller fed up. That's it. There's nothing going to happen other than they're fed up. You just got to crack some jokes. One one more <laughs> word from either party, take this off or do this or do that, is not gonna. they're not going to have it. My job as an agent for that specific deal was to be as calm as patient and as fragile with my movement for both parties. When I would relay an email to the, to the person who's selling the property, I would relay it with extreme caution. I would compliment. Like reread the email like re-read. five times. I would compliment them. I would tell them nice things. I would tell them that I'm just doing my best as an agent to keep this alive. Sure. I would like let them know that I'm not doing this because I'm a bad person. When I would relay the response from the seller to my client, the buyer, I would relay it in the prettiest way ever. Mm -hmm. Me as an agent, when I read things that irritate me or make me mad, so many times I just want to go and go back at the person, but I don't do that because you're going to have deals die. I just just step back and I just basically look at it from the bigger picture on how am I going to make this deal close. I just got an email last week, okay? okay? And this is your answer, Isaiah, where the agent from the other side literally said this, either you pay us the number that we're asking 
or back out the deal and let us go find a real buyer. Mm. Mm. I was like, in my head, I was like, find us a real buyer? Yeah. Did you just say? <laughs> oh, gosh. I was fuming inside. Yeah. I relayed to my client. I was like, they're just holding real strong on the price and they feel like they already uh, worked with us as much as they can and they can't wiggle anymore. Sure. You know, they really did their best on it. We're still getting a good enough. You see how I relayed it? Completely different. Then when I hung up with my client, I was like, find us a real buyer. I'm gonna show you a real buyer. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't send nothing. Yeah. So Isaiah, that's the answer on when you're having a deal going wrong, be the person who's the middleman who literally is fragile with every movement so you don't have a deal die from the selling side, buying side and relay the message accordingly. That's why we, that's, we're like middlemen, right? Yeah. That's literally what we are. We're a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's one of them, true. Yeah. Chris Dell asked. Wait, I didn't answer mine. Oh, my bad, go Dude, ahead. Dude, you go. just took it. I thought you said it with your commissions. Yeah, so. but I have another good one. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> that was me like, dude, you just yeah, took I, it. I know, man. It's you're, all good, it's all good. All right, go. So we all know as agents that appraisals can just destroy deals. Yeah. Right. I had a listing, this one closed about a month ago. And the people, they bought it two, three years ago. They got it at a really good price before mm -hmm. the market was crazy. And I'm helping them sell it. Okay. So they get a crazy offer. Um, there's a partial appraisal waiver and it didn't meet the Ooh. the appraisal price okay. uh, that we agreed to. Um, but so what if somebody doesn't understand what a partial appraisal waiver is? So a partial, a partial appraisal waiver is essentially, uh, well, a full waiver is just saying no matter what it appraises out, we're going to pay the full amount. Yeah. A partial is like, okay, we're going to offer $500,000. As long as it appraises for at least four seventy five, then we're good to pay the full amount. Okay. So this did not meet that. However, the buyers were super easy going. They were like, we're still gonna add some on top. Mm -hmm. So the way I saved this deal was, these sellers, they weren't getting as much as they originally wanted, but they were getting more than the appraised value. So nice. I'm like, at the end of the day, you guys are still winning. You're getting more for the home than it's actually worth. You know, like it nice. appraised at this value, you're still getting way over that. Like you're still winning at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to kind of rationalize with people and make them realize, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm not getting exactly what I wanted, but I am still winning. I so, love that. Yeah, that's And uh, there's so much truth to that because at the end of the day, your house is worth X amount. You're getting more than that. You should be considered a winner. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it you, was a huge win for them You too. mentioned something that many agents, maybe even myself at times, I'll overlook to even mm -hmm. mention where you're still winning. Hey, yeah. you get a praise for five. Yeah. You're getting 510. You're yeah. still above. Yeah, you're, you know what you're what getting saying? more than what it's worth. And when you kind of say it like that, they realize, okay, you know what? I, am, I actually am winning. So. I love that. Yeah. That's nice. So we gave you Isaiah the bangers right there. Yeah. Next time I'll make sure that I make sure you finish your, <laughs> Thanks, your, man. your answering. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. All right. Now we got the next one. Chris Dahl, D-H-D-A-H-L. And Chris is saying, what are your daily routine slash schedule? Ben, give me like you just, you're, you slept and now you woke up. What's mm -hmm. going on? Between five and six is when I'm generally up. I like mm -hmm. being up at five. Okay. That, that's just my number. I like five. You five like five? is good. Yeah, because it gives me a lot of time between um, when people wake up to just kind of do my thing. Yeah. So I'll work out. I'll meditate. I'll play with my dog. And Your I'll dog's awake at five? Yeah, he gets up as soon as Whoa. I get up. And then I'll kind of do some email here and there. Um, my day doesn't really start until like eight or nine. That's when it's literally just like all, all hands on deck. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everyone's going crazy at that time. Everyone's waking up. So... You know, that's when I'm really emailing people back, texting people, starting calling people, um, and you know, just getting everything ready for the day. And then 
the rest of it is really just like showings, closings, yeah, just, content, just, just whatever pushing. it is for that day. Yeah. Put you getting in your lunch or dinner, th- things like that, but yeah. just like hustling the whole time throughout. Yeah. That's great. My my routine is a 5 a.m., 5.05, 5.14, just whatever kind of bounces between there. When I wake up, I come to my office, which is in my house. It's like a couple steps from my master bedroom. Sit inside there, open my laptop, walk back to my fridge, which is inconvenient because I should have went to my fridge first and walked in there. It's okay. But I'm giving you guys details. I usually grab a uh, Starbucks Frappuccino, the mocha one or the vanilla one. The like already pre-made one. Yeah, the glass one. Nice. Um, If I'm not in the mood for that, I'll make me a coffee. Found out how to make a really good one at home. Yeah. I use like the Starbucks stuff, but it's real good. Yeah. Come to my office and then I'll just open it. I'll actually look at my phone, look at all my socials. I'll open up my laptop. I'll then look at my emails. I'll look at my YouTube channel. I'll look at the podcast channel. Kind of just look at, hey, what's going on? Um, I might open bank accounts to see where the numbers at. What's going on? Is there investments coming up? Am I holding? Quick question. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah. Are you one of those people that checks your bank account multiple times through the day, or are you just one and done? Um, I check it at least once a day. Okay. Yeah, at least. But yeah. I'm checking it to see where are my numbers at, so I can know if I can pull a move on a big investment sure. if it popped up. Yeah. To know if I have an investment coming up, is the money in the right bank account? That type of stuff. Um, I'll put expenses that are ex- are expected to come out of an Excel sheet where I'll put my expenses like I expect 25000 to be dished out to something. I'll just put that as if I already spent it so I know that my numbers are this actual and, number. And Ben is coming over for the podcast, so I need to expense money for pizza. <laughs> I need to expense because every time Ben comes, he's like, I'm hungry. Let, let's order pizza. <laughs> let's order pizza. <laughs> so now literally right now as we're speaking, yes. we're having mod pizza delivered here. It, it's on the way. <laughs> because Ben's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> So, so that's me in the morning. And then, uh, um, just kind of scoping through that type of stuff, bank accounts, emails, social medias, feeling things out. By the way, I'm giving these details. You know why? Hmm. I once wished someone did that for me when I was watching their YouTube video. What so, do we call that? What's the five letter word, Karam? Value. Yeah. Value. So I want you guys who are watching this, it's, I'm trying to get deep into it just so you guys honestly see how my day is. Um, six, seven, eight a.m. comes. I know I should work out at that time. It's probably the best time because I'm busy during the day, but I don't. Um, I just don't like it. I tried. I don't like it. Um, I like working working out randomly in the day whenever I have the time that opens. Um, whenever 6, 7, 8, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. comes, I'm literally still on my laptop. You guys do not understand. The, the rule of thumb for real estate is for every hour you're outside doing showings or something, three hours must be on your computer, which is, I don't know how official that is, but it seems pretty who, honest to me. Who made that rule? I don't know, but it's very powerful because I'm on my laptop a ton. My wrist starts to hurt actually now, and I'm actually trying to find a solution for it because I'm like always typing, and then oh, my yeah. wrist is kind of like that. You're getting, uh, that's the start of arthritis, my friend. Don't scare me. And you're getting gray hairs? Chrome. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and then I love to randomly shower. It's like 9, 10, 11 a.m. I'll just hop in the shower. I thought you meant just like... No, no. Multiple it's, times a day. Like, all right, let me go take another no, shower. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of within that time frame. If my day's real busy, I'll just jump in real quick. Sure. But guys, I take my day as slow as I can take it, to be honest with you. I have some days that are extremely back-to-back, extremely busy. But the days that aren't like that, and it's more from phone calls, emails, delegation, that type of stuff, I'm just kind of cruising. Nice. That's that's really There's how my word. yeah that's that's <laughs> my word. That's really how my day is. Um, a lot of deals that I've done, never went to the property. I don't recall seeing it in person. 
Um, I've delegated it. I've got uh, someone to show it, someone to get in the door. Um, a lot of those deals have been like that. Like real estate, believe it or not, is super online based where you can delegate a lot it's of really stuff. It's really virtual now. Yeah. 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 And um, anytime it's a, it's a specific deal though, I would physically see it depending on how complicated it is to give my input for my client. Yeah. But if it's like they just want to see the property real quick and they want to get in the door, I'll delegate that real fast for sure. them. And if they want to put an offer, they already seen it. A lot of my clients are very experienced in this stuff when we're in commercial real estate. That's kind of my day. Sleep at 9, 10 p.m. And um, after 5, 6 p.m., work kind of slows down a bit. And I'm just trying to kind of spend it with the family. So, uh, nice. well, I say I'm trying to spend it with the family. But my wife keeps saying that I'm still distracted from the messages coming in. Because I get like a text. And I'm like, yeah, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. Yeah, yeah. And then my mind's like, yes, babe. Ooh, another investment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, babe. Just say yes, yes babe. Yes, yes, I'm listening. Yeah. Um, that was for Chris Dahl. So hopefully we answer that for you. James Black, this is just real quick. I'm going to tell you my answer. What are some book recommendations? I don't know. I don't read books. Ben, do you read books? Uh, when I first started The Sell by Frederick Eklund, he's a uh, realtor on the Million Dollar Listing New York. Oh, I, I, he's so he's so cool. He's he is, funny. He is. He actually has a really good book. Um, I so, did not know that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to spit this out there because I love Ryan Serhant. I haven't read his books, but I know him very well. So it's like I almost read his books. Big Money Energy and then also some other books he does. I would check into those for sure. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're more entrepreneurial. Sure. I love those guys. They're awesome. Okay, we're going through the next questions. Oh, we got you need, this. You need like a picture book. For what? <laughs> it's literally, it's all just like pictures. You're like, I don't want to read. Yeah. I just want to look at pictures. Yeah, I, I like, for me, um, I read a lot, but it's like Wall Street Journal or it's gotcha. like the news or something like sure. that. Sure, sure. All right, we have Alexa Lauren saying, hey guys, Lex here. Little backstory, I'm currently working towards getting my bachelor's degree in finance over about a year left and went ahead and got my real estate license at the same time. I did not expect to hit the ground running with business. That's real good to we hear. Lo we love a multitasker. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever cap how much business you take on? Do you have any time management tips? So I cap what I take on now. Um, so she's in school right now. She's yeah. one more left year to finish her bachelor's degree. And her business as a real estate agent is just getting so busy. So she's like, I'm in school. It's good for her that she's just starting and she's already getting exactly. busy. Exactly. Because it's normally not like that. 100%. So she's yeah. like, I'm in school. I'm busy. How can I manage my time better, I guess? Or um, is there a way, she said, do you ever cap how much business you take on? Mm -hmm. Do you put a cap on your business? Yeah. Like if and that's why, that's why I built a team. So I kind of do what I can. Then anything else that I think, you know, would be better suited with a team member, I'll just send to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I cap it that way. And then what was the other part of her question? And she's saying like, how do you, any time management tips? Like how can she do uh, showings better? How can she... Um, mm, I, have, I have some good advice. If nice. you're um, trying to be really big on social media, a good time management thing would be, say you have a showing that's 30 minutes away. While you're there, after you're showing, go tour listings nearby. So that way you're hitting a bunch of different areas as you're doing these different showings. So you can showcase a bunch of different listings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're building your, your uh, social media that. that way. I yeah. love that. And uh, I'm going to give a time management tip is don't play yourself. You have a lot of time. It sounds like DJ Khaled. Yeah. You Don't have a lot of <laughs> You have a lot of time. Wake up at five, work hard until ten, and that's enough time for sleep and enough time for to get in work. I know it sounds crazy, but hey, you're doing a full time bachelor's degree and you're doing full time real estate. You gotta you gotta do that. You know, I was doing the same thing. I was full time in college while I was flipping houses and I didn't play myself. I from the morning until five PM I had uh, real estate stuff and then at five to nine fifty PM I was in class nice. for 
three days a week nice. for a couple of years. So hopefully that answers it for you. And then now we got, this is a good question. Diamond Deruthi. Hopefully we said that right. What's a good commission split for new agents? Or does experience not matter in splits? I don't get the second question. Or does experience not matter in splits? Mm. But in general, what's a good commission split for new the agents? The way a brokerage will market it is it's going to be 50-50 but we're gonna be teaching you all this stuff, so it's gonna be worth it, which I don't necessarily not agree with. Like, I agree with that. Nice. I just made it really complicated. No, like, I, like I agree that. with that. Um, most splits, yeah, I would say, at most brokerages, you're probably gonna start off around 50-50. If it's more than that, like if you're getting more than, obviously that's awesome. But I would say expect around getting 50%. Um, and definitely go to a brokerage that gives good agent training for new agents because that's very that's important. interesting really it, you have to like ask some questions be like if it's half and half be like okay that's cool what are you giving me like how are you going to help me out starting off because i'm a new agent so yeah. ask questions yeah like hey that's real cool um let's just say i made twenty thousand dollars you just took ten thousand dollars from me I'm just curious, what's the value you're bringing? Yeah. And then what was the second part of her question? Um, and then she said, or does experience in splits not not matter in splits? I don't really understand that. Um, I think I kind of understand it. I would say the more experienced you are, the more leverage you have. Oh, okay, towards okay. asking for a higher split. Okay, so right? check, yeah, which, yeah. yeah, I think that, hopefully that's kind of what she's asking. Check this out. Do not ever, ever in your life, worry about commission splits ever but why karam let me tell you why if ben called me right now and said karam i want you on my team and he's like i'll give you 40 percent. we're Wait, gonna are take you, are you trying to join please bro i've been trying to sit yeah. <laughs> i need a commercial agent <laughs> <laughs> so ben's like 60 percent for him 40 percent for me the next day i'm on his door let's get the ball rolling because i know what value he's gonna bring me guys for me personally right now I'm a this is you pumping air into my head <laughs> well well listen to this let's um we're for her i'm speaking because i personally have you in front of me if you know someone like that too make sure you do the same for me as a commercial real estate agent many and i'm shocked that you said 50 50 for residential i know residential i can sign up with a brokerage today with zero experience and pay 500 bucks per oh deal. yeah the flat fee brokerages you know but those saying? aren't gonna they're not going to give you anything literally just throw you into the deep end they aren't going to yeah. teach you anything and then i also know uh, brokerages that will give me 90%, they'll take 10%, and they'll help me for questions here and there. I also know 80-20, and they'll still help me here and there. So 50-50 for residential, in my opinion, is steep for residential. You think like they're taking too much? Way too much. Yeah, but, but I mean, but, if they're gonna but, help But check you. this, if I'm with Ben, because I personally know you, I'm happy paying it. Yeah. But a normal, typical ask, brokerage- ask what value yeah. you're getting yeah yeah, yeah. a typical brokerage saying. i don't think you're going to get what ben's going to give you because a typical brokerage is going to have a couple hundred agents they may just say we have two classes a week or two classes a month that's not enough value i need someone i can call 24 7 email 24 7 get responses in a timely manner because my first contract is extremely stressful and scary and i know nothing and i know nothing you think you, think you learn in the courses like oh you that's know maybe five percent hundred percent so do not worry about the commission split. Feel comfortable with the brokerage, with the office, with the people. Make sure that they have people who can answer you, help you, guide you. I, when I joined as a commercial agent, till today, I have people reaching out saying they'll give me 95% splits in commercial, which is unheard of. And I know enough to be able to do it on my own and not need guidance. 
but because I value the 20, the 30 year experience broker with me today, I'm nowhere near 95%. They would take 95%? I'm getting way less than that. Okay. So and you're getting 5%. No, no, no. Oh. Um, no, no. I'm saying that right now I have uh, commercial brokers uh -huh. who would give me 95%. They'll take five. Gotcha. Oh, and I'm nice. saying no nice. all day. And right now I can't say exactly how much my splits are, uh -huh. but it's significantly 20, 30, 40% less than the 95% split. Wow. Today with the things that I know, the deals that I bring, the, the experience that I have in it, but I know because the minute I have a question, I get a quick answer, solid team, solid presence, and I walk with confidence knowing I have a, so, I have a very sharp brokerage behind me. It's important. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I love that question because as a new agent, please do not worry about your splits. Make sure you're getting enough value to not worry about it. I know you want to make money, but the money's not for the first year. The experience is for the first year. You will flourish year two, year three, year four yeah. with gaining all that knowledge. Till today, there's so much I have to learn commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to just go to a 95-5 split brokerage. I'm still trying to learn as much sure. as I can. I feel like commercial is way more complex. For sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so in residential, by the way, you're going to move up the ladder, in my opinion, Quick. a lot quicker. Yeah, a lot quicker. Um, but also don't go in too weak with a brokerage where you're like, yeah, it's cool 50-50, but please give me value. Go in there knowing that you're sharp, that you're aggressive, that you're going to give them value. And you can also negotiate it. Yeah. A good brokerage, if he wants 50-50 and you come negotiating 70-30, you're still more than likely going to get the same value. If they have the training classes, if they have the contacts to give you answers, you're still going to get that value. Um, I negotiated with my first brokerage. He wanted to give me 60-40. I came in 75-25. Uh, it was residential. Mm -hmm. And um, same thing for my commercial brokerage. He wanted a 50-50, and I came up significantly on top of that. Yeah. And negotiated them all. The more experience, the more leverage you can have, by the way, with the brokers. Solid question. Hopefully that answers it for you. Oh, look at this. Jacob Frankie. How to win more offers consistently. Jacob, this market is so uncertain. What I mean by that is this. You can put 20 offers, 20 very strong offers. And, and lose every single one. And lose every single one. You can have 20 different clients, 20 different properties and lose every single one. It's really your luck in this market. Did a cash person put an offer on that same house or did they not? Your luck with Ben, what he shares of putting letters and appraisal waivers, inspection waivers, all these things that you gotta take big risks on, plus it's your luck. It's luck and strategy. Okay. Yeah, like strategy, how I was with, talking about before, like yeah. maybe you go to homes that have been sitting on market a little bit longer, mm -hmm. you know, to win those. And maybe the buyer has to put a little bit of work into it, but at least they're getting a house. Nice. That's very effective. That's way more effective than going after these homes that are one day on market where they've already got 20 offers. Like it's just hard to win that. It doesn't matter what agent you have. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to win that unless you're an all cash buyer waving like every term. It, it's going to be hard. Facts. Like that's just what it is. So to win more, educate your clients, let them know what the market is like, and then go after these other homes that have been sitting like Tell them what it is. You know what I mean? It's I love and maybe that. they have to lose out on two, three, four, five offers for them to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe we do need to look over here, look at these different homes. So yeah, that's yeah, very it's, nice. It's luck and strategy. I love it. Yeah. Um, Christopher M. Dahl, this is a question for you, Ben. Okay. Do you just film several walkthrough videos in one day and post them through the week? Some days, yes. 
some so days, yeah, some days I'll go hit like three, four, five of them. Mm-hmm. Those are like good days. <laughs> I feel like, oh yes, like I got lots of content. Nice. But I would say honestly, most days it's like, I'll do what I said previously. Like if I'm out in like Grand Prairie or something doing a showing, I'll do the showing and then I'll go tour something um, before I go back home. So nice. most of the time it's like that. But there are some days where I'll literally dedicate the whole day to getting content and that's where I'll get multiple videos. Nice. And yeah. then you kind of like plan it out the weeks and exactly. stuff. Exactly. I yeah. love that. Yeah. He's getting ahead just like in life. When you want to get ahead, that's, that's the exact same game. Yeah. That's how you stay doing it. That's, you, you're super consistent. Do you post on special days or do you just post? I like, on I like Mondays because I feel like I get the most interaction then. Mm-hmm. Weekends are a little bit slower. But is people, it randomized for you or is it like you want Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Those, yeah, I like those days. Oh, you do? Yeah, I like those days. But Mondays, I feel like, are the very best because everyone's like, they're back to their normal schedule and they're trying to find their escape through social media. Yeah. So that's when they really pop is on Mondays. Again, on weekends, I feel like it's a little bit slower because people are out, you know, kind of doing their thing. Also found that uh, the earlier in the day, not super early, like I like posting around eight so the post can grow, th- can grow throughout the day. Yeah. If I post a little bit later, it doesn't get as much traction. Got it. Yeah. So nice. Definitely be strategic with it's that strategy, too. strategy, yeah. Yeah. I love that. We have Kosser Navi. I hope I answered that or said that right. What would you invest in home or commercial property? So basically, would you invest in residential or commercial property, commercial real estate? My take is commercial real estate all day <laughs> no, I was gonna long. Say, residential all yeah. day long. But you know what? Now that I'm <laughs> now that I'm thinking deeper, That's funny. Um, commercial yes, if you have deep pockets um, to get just like multiple units, I like I, the big apartment buildings. And I agree a hundred percent. Like when you when someone asks residential or commercial, like till today I'll invest in residential. The two properties I'm buying are zoned residential. Um, but I think that if you're wanting an investment that's gonna give you a ton of upside where you can get cash flow, you can get tax deductions, you can get opportunity to get a lot of value in something that has five, six, seven units to scale. Commercial is the game for that. But of course, commercial, you need 500, $800,000, a million, two million. Residential, I can find a shack in Garland for 50 grand if I'm lucky. In this current market, probably not. Mesquite for 75 or 100K. so me personally, I'd invest in commercial, but I'm going to answer it very direct. I invest in anything that makes money, yeah. residential or commercial. Yeah. I don't care. You'll, you'll win either way. You'll win either yeah. way. It depends at that moment, which deal's in front of me, how much is that deal and what's the return on that deal. So I invest in both. Um, for residential, I would be more inclined to do flips versus holds. Commercial, I would entertain holds because residential, I just don't like the the new regulations sure. and how the pandemic treated it and things like that. And I just had a bad experience with some tenants I had. So it just turned me off on that yeah. commercial. You don't pay. I'll put a lock. I'll swap. I'll swap the uh-huh. lock keys out and you're out. You're out. Yeah. It's like Brutal. within a week or two, you can make it happen. Um, you like residential or commercial investing? It just depends how much money you have. I mean, okay. if you're trying to get started off in real estate and you don't have a ton, you know, just buy a single family. Okay. It's going to appreciate like it's been doing you know it's I mean? been wild yeah. lately it, yeah it's crazy listen yeah. you're gonna love this name okay live here texas that's their name love it nice right yeah this is the final question and we're gonna sh- we're gonna end it off with this question with a bang with a bang make sure you picked a good one yeah this did is you a pick good a good one yeah yeah i think this is a good one <laughs> okay this is gonna be something you have to talk about yourself <laughs> okay 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 seller's agent or buyer's agent this means that if you're a seller's agent or a buyer's Easy. agent. Easy. No, 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 no. Agent. no, no, he went too quick. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no, 
but he'll be a listing agent. He prefers yeah. that. <laughs> Seller's agent or buyer's agent, dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. What separates you from other realtors? Okay. Um, there is 66,000 yeah. in just Texas, North Texas, no, or 50 or something. I don't know. This is easy. 50, On the listing side, even though the market is crazy right now, I have a ton of exposure just through social media. I'm going to hit way more way more people than yeah. any other agent will hit mm-hmm. buyer's agent it's just the experience it's what we've been talking about it's writing the letters it's knowing what terms to put in it's you know understanding what an appraisal waiver is because yeah. you'd be surprised not many people fully understand that 100 i mean it's it's experience yeah experience so on the listing agent side ben's saying that he has the exposure on social media so he'll right. he'll, he'll beat any other agent with that aspect on the buyer's right. agent side the experience the experience is going to yeah. come in and help him kind of push through. It's uh, on the listing side. I talked about this story um, on one of the previous podcasts, but I literally, I posted this property and someone who followed me, they didn't even know they wanted this property, but they saw my post. They're like, oh my God, I love it. And then we had a contract all cash, like written like ASAP after that. So nice. that's just, uh, that's what I bring to the table that pretty much no one else can. Yeah. I love that. For me, I would say that I bring to the table. It's funny. It's like we're pitching ourselves. Please hire yeah. us. Hire us. <laughs> I would say relationships. I I believe I have a ton of relationships in specifically the Dallas-Fort Worth area where when it comes to commercial real estate, um, a lot of clients who are building shopping centers, who are building multifamily office buildings, industrial properties, things like that. Because I have have friends, then I have friends' friends, then I have clients, and I have clients who have referrals that they've given me. Big network. You know what I'm saying? And all these people loop around with one another where Mm. I just got an email yesterday. Someone's like, hey, we're, we have 1031 money that's stuck and where the countdown of the clock is happening where they're like, uh-huh. we're about to hit the days yeah. of where we're going to pay taxes on it. Right. We need a property that's a triple net lease property that basically within this property that they want to buy, it's up to $7 million. Nice. Okay. So he has an agent. Uh-huh. Okay. But he's reaching out to me because he knows I'm active within that area. Like, do you know of anything? Exactly. Yeah. I sent him a fly right back. I was like, mm-hmm. we have this one for 5.3. It's full triple net leases, mm-hmm. 100% occupied. He's like, this is going to work. And then we're running the deal right now. Nice. Right? Love it. But that guy is a cool guy that I've worked with, that I've done deals with, that we got on a personal level to where we have that relationship. Yeah. Comes back to relationship. I think that in real estate, if you have good relationships, you will crush it. Yeah. I love that. Uh, relationships, experience, and mm-hmm. then you know, building your social presence. 100%. That's how you will dominate in real estate. I do we, agree. We literally just summed I, it up right there. I do agree 100% yeah. on that. Um, so there you have it. Live here, Texas. We appreciate you living here in Texas. Nice. Cowboy town. Yes. I wish the Cowboys won. That's so sad. Yeah, it's okay. Next year is our year. Tom Brady retired. Patrick Mahomes lost. Uh, we have. I'm uh, excited for Joe Burrow. See yeah, what he does in the we have home. the Bengals going and the Rams going, which are the, in my opinion, the two ugliest logos, the two ugliest teams. Like, who are you? But they're good. Being but a hater, bro. I am being a hater. But like, it's like at, at olden days, we're looking at like the Cowboys. We're looking at the, the, the Patriots. Ugliest, the ugliest is the Browns. The oh my Cleveland God. Browns. It's literally just an orange <laughs> helmet. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Kansas City Chiefs are scary. I feel like that's a scary team. I don't I don't think I'd ever want to go against their linemen yeah. in their team. Yeah, they're good. But yeah, so there you have it, guys. We hope that you enjoyed podcast. This is podcast number eight, right? Eight. Ocho. Pod Ocho. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they have a uh, hotel in downtown Arlington being built. It's called Ocho Hotel. <laughs> Seriously. Nice. 888 units. Oh, well. Uh, if you live in Arlington or you're active in downtown Arlington, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it is called, Ocho. And uh, 
I don't know why I just said that. But yeah, anyways, guys, hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Those listening on Spotify, we really appreciate you. Those listening on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that subscribe, hit that like, hit that share, and comment below. Let us know what questions, slots, ideas, opinions, whatever it is that you think that we can make better on this podcast, let us know. And most importantly, the link down below for the Discord channel. We talk every single day there. Me and Ben are in there. We answer your questions. You ask whatever. You're with 125 plus hustlers who are in real estate and business that they are there to help you if that same second you needed an answer. And all of us are like a family in that Discord. Free game everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We love Mm -hmm. it. So the the link is down below. So join that, guys, if you're able to. And most importantly, thank you all so much for being here, for watching, for tuning in. Me and Ben, seriously, appreciate you. We're glad that you guys enjoyed this podcast. And, you know, every single time we come to the podcast ready to shoot, we're so hyped up because of you guys. So we are thanking you for allowing us to do what we do. Yes. So for right now, guys, me and Ben, podcast number eight, we're out. Peace. Peace. Good stuff, my, my man. My guy. We're out. Whew. Pizza time. <laughs>